Welcome to Dream Deep. Stories from inside with Molly and Nikki. Together we share stories, interviews, and ideas about what it means to dream deep and live fully. I'm Molly, a mama to three, a wife and owner of a small business in Virginia, Molly Suzanne, a photography company recently expanding to do custom coloring books and acrylic paintings. I'm Nikki Weaver, an artist, a healer, mover, maker, mama to two, wife to one, and currently building work with incarcerated women and women on the outside through a nonprofit called On the Inside, living in Portland, Oregon. Great. Yeah. There we go. Hey, folks, we're back. Molly and I together. You get the two of us. One hit wonder. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for joining us, guys. Thanks for joining us. Today, we're talking about growth. We've penciled this in our our journals for many a weeks. Yeah. Molly was just talking about pain and suffering. And I said, oh, we got our hit record. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) got to document this yeah I was just talking about well we Nikki was sharing her COVID story with me and I was just um going through that with her and hearing the suffering that she went through missing her family you know so many unknowns and you know I think growth really happens in these times of suffering and um I think that on the other side of these situations we realize things that we're grateful for that are seem so small but then have a a different perspective once we are on the other side of them um and there's a lot of growth that happens um and would you agree nikki that this situation maybe even just gives you a new perspective on your own health and being able to see your your kids and your partner and um yeah it's just it's not easy to go through these moments, but then you almost are grateful for um, the strength to get through them. And then also who's with, who's by your side through these, you know, you realize how um, wonderful your friend was that was like, I'm going to stick it out with you. I'm going to stay. And um, nothing's more important right now, which is just incredible. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah. I mean, I think um, one thing, I think it, you know, I think I live with a lot of gratitude anyway, Molly, but that was one thing that really, um, that I was sharing with you. And then, you know, on the other episode about, about the COVID story in Morocco of the kindness of strangers, it was a phrase I keep coming back to, but also, um, the immense gratitude of when somebody finally handed me a boarding pass at the airport, how that just made me weep. Yeah. (laughs) And and a plane taking off made me weep of, Mm one like oh things can change quickly things can happen quickly and that's also the ridiculous part of you know less than a week ago I was stuck in Morocco um, Mm. holding my breath waiting for the next test result sure and then you know a few days later I was sitting on an airplane that was making its way towards the United States and Mm -hmm. and weeping and my you know lovely friend Lori sitting next to me laughing sort of you know (laughs) punching me in the arm because it is so ridiculous the paradox and also it's the um 
the gratitude that that humans have created things that fly through the sky and oh, take you yeah. to other worlds and so it's all of that that was like coursing through me and uh mm -hmm. you know I kept saying to Brian on the phone anytime somebody hands me a little espresso here I start crying or anytime mm -hmm. somebody um, holds open a door I start crying because mm. I think it it the, the shock and the trauma of growth of being stuck and feeling like you're not getting out yeah and and I really started to relate that to the women that I work with in prison you know in mm -hmm. facility that are um that, that maybe they're maybe they're stuck or they're living in a cell mm -hmm. and how much privilege I have to be sitting in another country, a beautiful country, by the way, with great food and great people. Mm -hmm. And also to be sitting in a hotel room where I do have so much freedom and choice, but, uh, yeah. but also the, the feeling of being stuck of not being able to get home. Um, yeah. And, and I think I've always sort of thought of myself as someone that lives with a lot of health, you know, I don't get sick mm -hmm. very often, strong immune system. And so yeah. to be, told you have COVID, you know, you're yeah. positive. Um, the growth that comes with, I'm not invincible. I am mortal. And I think that's what comes up too. Uh, you know, sit, sitting in hospitals and sitting in clinic waiting rooms where people were coughing their lungs out mm. th that when you're told you have something that all of us understand that people all over the world are dying from in large numbers. I think mortality really kicks in to like, sure. oh yeah, if, if this is my one life, you know, what am I doing with it? If I, if I were to die, if I were to get deathly ill, um, what do I need to say? What do I want to do? Yeah. So, you know, hard to not go to outside of my body, but then yeah. also hard to um, pull it all back in. And, and, and one of the things, um, Molly that you mentioned too is like the people that stand by you and yeah um when you're going through crisis or trauma or growth right which yeah. I think really is what what trauma is growth right mm -hmm. whether it's trauma yeah. that you're choosing or trauma that you're um, wishing wasn't happening leaving a relationship getting stuck in another country COVID okay. whatever it is yeah. Um, that you, that, that I, I noticed more and more the people that showed up that reached out. I mean, you being one of them, lots of friends, people that I hadn't heard from in mm -hmm. months, years, but also not just the support, but then of course, what comes with it is the questions, the judgment, mm -hmm. the opinions, yeah. the advice. I mean, yeah, yeah. In, in any situation, right. That we begin to navigate, especially when it becomes public, everybody has an opinion about it. Sure. And also, I think what um what came up that for me in the growth that was hurtful was, and who knows, maybe you're listening to this, were the people that didn't reach out, the people that didn't reach out that I expected would, mm. and wow. and it and it and it manifested or played out in different ways of people that are not on social media that unless I yeah. call them or text them or email them yeah. probably don't know that I had this COVID scare. Mm -hmm. um, or the people that were on social media watching all the stories, but mm -hmm. actually never wrote anything personal to me to say, Hey, are you okay? Yeah. Um, I've spent a lot of time processing what that is about. Like, what is our fascination as a culture with seeing that something traumatic is happening to somebody yeah. and deciding, deciding, cause it is a choice to not yeah. reach out. I see that this is happening and I am not going to reach out to this person. <laughs> Oh, that that 
that one just like blew my mind. Um, yeah, it, you know, and then Molly, like, what is my processing in that? Is it to just like notice that, keep a list of those people? Is it, or is it to, you know, confront them, call them up and be like, wow, I saw that you were like watching everything that happened to me. And not once did you call, text, email, or do you just shake it off and be like, yeah, not my people, not my people. Mm. That's anyway. all right. No, that's, a, that's, you really do. I think that there's been many times in my life where I go through really hard times and times of suffering mm -hmm. and hardships. One was um, when I left my marriage, my first marriage and there was a lot of people that there was a lot of judgment and that just basically disowned me in the church. And that was really, really hard and took me a long time to process and kind of um, get over, especially because they seemed to be such good friends. And so I think that was why I had such a hard time even thinking about Christianity for a while and what that meant to me, because it just felt so empty after that happened. Um, like it was a false sense of family. And I think that it does take these situations to, to figure out who your people are. And, and then sometimes you can be surprised by the people that do show up like your friend, you know, mm -hmm. the people that show up in a big way. And, um, mm -hmm. it's something you'll never, ever forget. You know? I, I'm curious, Molly, when, when, when you had the experience of going through the church and the false mm -hmm. sense of family. Mm -hmm. Did you ever confront any of those people or no? Did you just sort of witness it happening and sort of step back? Um, I did not um, face anyone. I just, I tend in my, with my personality, I tend to just run away in times mm -hmm. that I'm not comfortable or times that I feel hurt. I just want to run mm -hmm. and not confront anything. It's my protection mechanism, if you will. And, um, it's just the way I've always done. And, um, one thing my counselor and I are really working on is, <clears throat> is to stay and to be able to confront and to be able to speak up, mm -hmm. speak your mind and say, you know, what you're going through and how that person affected you and how healing that can be. Mm -hmm. Um, and the times that I have had the courage to do that, it does feel tremendous. And you really can grow from that in itself, just seeing your weaknesses and saying, I'm going to rise above this and I'm going to be strong and speak up and be assertive, but kind and say mm -hmm. how this affected me. Well, well, Molly, here's a, here's an exercise or game. If you want to play, yeah. what, what would you, what would you say to me if I was one of those people in your church that was your friend? And then mm -hmm. I, I heard you were getting divorced and, you know thought that that was not okay from my belief standpoint. And then I didn't talk to you again. Mm. I probably would say that nobody can be in my shoes, but me mm. and nobody has the right to judge your reaction to something unless it's you personally, because you're the one who lived so many years with that um, abuse and that kind of turmoil and no one should have to suffer like that day in and day out. And um, it was really hurtful that you wanted to judge me during that time and that you wanted to have your opinions and say that what I was doing was wrong and that I shouldn't go through a divorce. And what am I putting my kids through and all of these things, you know, it's just, um, it's really easy for people to have judgment and um, 
but just to tread softly and be, you know, think, even think about it on the other side, think about what you would do if you had to go through that, would you endure that kind of pain or would, or even ask yourself, would you want your own children to endure that kind of pain? Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, that's probably what I would say to them. I, I love it, Molly. What, what was interesting is you started by talking about like, well, they or you might, and then you turned it into a personal, it was really hurtful when you judged me. Like, yeah. so, so you talked about it as though it was somebody else, but then you did turn it into like, no, it's you hurting me, yeah. which, which I always think that's the hardest thing to do, right? In, in therapy or in our lives is to talk from first person, especially mm-hmm. when it's especially when it could be confrontational. And I wish there was a different word I could think of right now because I don't think being direct has to be confrontational, but I do think it's scary when we say, hey, Molly, you really hurt me. And this is, is. this is how, that, yeah. and that, that that's, um, you know, it's something as I think about growth and think about this time of COVID and mm-hmm. what what is it worth to me to, to confront, to share, to say to people, hey, it really hurt me when I saw that you seemed to be with me on social media yeah, and yet yeah. you never actually connected with me personally. That really hurt my feelings. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I haven't uncovered or understood yet, like for myself, what is it worth, you know, and, and is it worth anything? Because when I look at my list of friends and people that I hold close in a circle, Mm -hmm. Um, I'm really excited to see who's in that circle. Um, so, you know, but, and, and I think one thing that you talked about too, just then, um, that I think about is Ram Das. Do you know Ram Das at all? Great. Yeah, a little bit. Spiritual, yeah, Mm -hmm. spiritual teacher. Uh, he's got lots of recordings and music, but one of the things that he's often quoted for saying is we are all just walking each other home. Mm. And I'm like, God, that's so true. And what you speak to Molly of, of we can be in conversation, we, in, we can be in connection, but we never really stand in somebody else's shoes. And so to, to, to look at somebody, to walk with somebody without judgment and, and just hold them for who they are or what they're journeying through yeah, is probably the best gift we can give someone in our lifetime. Mm. I agree. And when you've confronted people in your own past and experiences how does that go and how does that make you feel does it make you feel better does it make you feel like oh I shouldn't have done that um Mm. yeah what's been your experience it's a good question Molly um it's well uh, first off I think the thing that comes to mind is that it's always for me first right because I can never guess how the other person or people might react. And for the most part, um, I would say, depending on the person, Mm -hmm. if they're open and they're able to be receptive, they can hear, oh, I'm so sorry I hurt you, Nikki. I didn't mean to. Or, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm so sorry that um, I judged you or you felt judged by me. But where it's gone awry, and probably I'm like, "Hmm, has it gone awry more than it's gone positively? Um, Yeah. But there's certain relationships, I would say, yes, in my life where I've been direct. Mm -hmm. And then what's happened is the distance has been created further. So there's way more distance or there's fear or intimidation that that show up. And so after the fact, fact, because I think it does push people away if they're Mm -hmm. not ready to hear, I'm really upset with you. I'm really angry with you right now. Um, 
you didn't apologize. You didn't return my phone calls. You ghosted me, whatever it is. There's a lot of people that, that I've experienced um, that don't want to be accountable, maybe that don't want to acknowledge or hear about somebody else's feelings. And, you know, I think that's part of my own like work of, I have really strong feelings and um, not everybody wants to hear about them, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, at the end right. of the day. And so getting, becoming more selective about, yeah, um, I, I call it with Brian, I call it, um, uh, do you want me to play pretend or do you want me to play real? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's our shorthand for uh, when we're going into different um spaces you know and it's yeah sometimes it's a joke and sometimes it's like okay we're playing pretend again or okay <laughs> let's let's be real with this crew you know yeah um, because the real is can is painful as we know like when we're real in our lives mm-hmm. hearing, I love you can be beautiful and painful hearing you know that you hurt me can be beautiful and painful yeah, yeah. and and I think that's maybe again coming back to growth of like but we only grow when we're willing to, right? Mm-hmm. Not if I say, Molly, recite the, you know, hundred times, blah, 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 you know, unless yeah. you're willing to grow, someone can't tell you how to. Yeah, that's very true. Mm-hmm. I know it's definitely not easy for me personally to confront people. Like I said, it's something that I've always sort of, it's easier for me to just turn the other way. Mm-hmm. Um, and be um, quiet and just kind of go inward. Um, and like you said, you know, it's not always received well, and that can make you feel like I shouldn't have done it. I shouldn't have mm-hmm. said it or re- sort of regret your own stance on something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's not easy. That's for sure. But I think all of these things are part of growth is getting outside of what your comfort zone is. Mm-hmm. That's a big mm-hmm. one is um, being willing to do things that um, challenge you a little bit mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. you know, help you kind of grow as in your personality. And, and just um, for me personally, it, it is definitely speaking up and, and feeling confident in that my feelings and my voice is important. and even regardless of what that person's response is just to still continue to say I still stand by what I said and this is the way I feel um yeah it's not easy but it's I think it is a a vital part of growth maybe too well and and you said something earlier like um finding your voice or or being able or willing you know when you spoke about sort of the church and being outed from the church community Mm-hmm. of of when when do we choose to use our voice um because because silence is also such a powerful vehicle and um I know myself I I often you know talking about COVID when I get overrun emotionally um mm-hmm. or shamed or or angry lots of times my emotions kick in before my voice kicks in mm. tears rage yeah. wanting to run that you spoke of um and, and I've, I think I've like learned that about myself more and more, but, mm. but that silence is also a tool <laughs> that, yeah. that, um, that I do use too of like, mm. 
I, I have nothing nice to say. I'm not going to say anything yeah. <laughs> or, you know, I don't know how to respond to this or actually mm-hmm. this person can't handle my truth or doesn't deserve my yeah, truth. You sure. know, um, I'm just going to smile through this one. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I'm reading this uh, beautiful book, Molly, that I was like, oh, I'll bring it. I'll bring it upstairs to sort of share in this podcast. Cool. Um, yeah. You might love it because of our shared love of reading. It's called When Women Were Birds. Oh, neat. And, and I just picked it up. It's by Terry Tempest Williams. Okay. I'm um, it's a teeny tiny book, but I'll d- just read this tiny little paragraph. I mean, it's about everything. It's about mothering. It's about loss. It's mm-hmm. about um, filling in the blanks in our life. But, yeah. um, but one of the things that she spoke about or writes about is silence. And um, <clears throat> I thought this little paragraph was interesting to share. She says, silence introduced in a society that worships noise is like the moon exposing the night. Behind darkness is our fear. Within silence, our voice dwells. What is required from both is that we be still, we focus, we listen, we see and we hear, the unexpected emerges. Mm, I love that. Too, right? It made me think about our little owl collaboration of how owls, you know, nocturnal see at night, but how we, when we see them, it's, it's, there's some sort of spiritual connection that happens. It's almost like something you're not supposed to see or witness. But, yeah. but her, her line about a society that worships noise is like the moon exposing the night. I find that so beautiful, the way she taps on to like both are necessary, right? That we find our voice, but only in the, in the darkness do we yeah. find our voice. And, and yeah. that was definitely, still is my COVID experience, right? Of I'm only just, I feel like, learning to speak about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, true with leaving relationships, I think, too, or stepping out of relationship with people. Yeah. Um, that the silence, whether it be sitting or running quietly or not speaking to a person, is sometimes where I can mm, find more clarity or more truth in, in what I actually want to say or should say. <laughs> yeah. And I think that there's so much to be learned from listening and being quiet and pausing and yeah. reflecting. Um, I've been trying to pick up my journal a little bit more and just write down my thoughts too, mm. and just listen mm. and kind of, you know, um, I think we are talking about noise, you know, that praises noise in our culture. Um, I think that there's a lot to be said about that. And I do think that that's one thing that's helped me lately is just to be okay with with doing nothing and just letting my, you know, um, kind of letting my heart just be still and see what comes up and see how I'm feeling and be in tune with my body a little bit more than just kind of rushing through the day on, um, autopilot and just kind of doing things habitually without kind of processing where I'm, why I'm doing them or what benefit they are. And um, that's really helped me lately, just kind of check in, you know, mm-hmm. and just kind of taking moments to pause. And for me, um, it's either journaling or going for a jog, 
and mm -hmm. I've actually been turning off my music and just being silent, just listening to my breathing and my mind mm -hmm. and where I'm at. Mm -hmm. And it's been really healing. I really mm -hmm. enjoy it. That's, that's, I think um, it was just the other day when I was running along the beach, because that's been one of my saving graces recently too, just coming home and having the expanse of the beach, you know, being here for this week. Uh, yeah. It's one of my favorite things to do whenever we're near the, the ocean, but also to not run with ear pods or anything in. So just running along the beach and thinking, if only Molly was right here, <laughs> you know, it was so nice to just have that quick moment <laughs> and call you. But yeah. because yeah, there, there is something about being alone on the ocean or anywhere and, and running, I know for you too, also gives me the space to process. And kind of, I feel like just kind of connect, not just to my body, but to my mind or almost like connect the dots in life of try and make meaning or understand why this is happening or, or what I, what I think I might do today or, you know, um, connect some thoughts that sometimes feel jumbled. So. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. What else do you think is, um, any other thoughts on growth? Kind of what? Um, comes to mind when you think of growth? Mm. Well, it's funny. Yeah, we started right in with pain and suffering. Yeah. <laughs> that, that I think is the essential part of any kind of growth, right? Yeah. Learning to walk, yeah. <laughs> um, traveling, COVID, mm -hmm. and ending relationships, mm -hmm. starting new ones. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, I, and I, I, that, that line does come up, though, I, I guess for me, we're all just walking each other home, the Ramda, uh, oh, that that the essential part of growth that, that things have beginnings things have endings mm. and the silence I think that we touched on too that that sometimes sitting with ourselves or myself in silence when I'm trying to make a decision about how I want to grow I want to grow my business I want to want to grow into being a parent more more efficiently I want to um, that sometimes the sitting I think the sitting, you know, is often the hardest part. That was definitely true, you know, experiencing COVID, the sitting in the unknown, the sitting in the waiting. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And I agree. And um, another thing that that's really helped me with growth, because and I almost see it as kind of a <clears throat> stumbling block or sort of a wall that kind of comes up is from our past situations, one thing that's really helped me move forward and grow and even looking at other people or looking at myself, but is to love and forgive myself for situations that have happened. Um, I think it's really easy to kind of beat yourself up about things um, that's happened. And um, those can be really big stumbling blocks and just sort of you ruminate those things and think, how am I going to ever get past this? And my counselor asked me not that long ago, you know, do you forgive yourself for these things that have happened? Mm. Cause you've forgiven everyone else, but have you forgiven yourself? And that really made me stop and think. And um, that was sort of a moment of growth for me specifically. Mm. Um, and, and just kind of thinking of like, how would you treat your, one of your good friends and can you treat yourself that way? you know giving yourself grace and forgiveness and knowing that we're all human beings and we all are going to fail and um to accept that with with uh humility and and understanding right and, and that makes me think too molly that um i love that question of like 
forgiving ourselves or how do we forgive our give ourselves that growth doesn't happen um often incrementally sometimes it happens in leaps but it i i often don't think as much as i'd like to imagine that growth happens if i just keep walking forward that sometimes growth is actually the standing still or the growth is leaping over two steps or mm -hmm. that growth i guess shows up in different forms and and yeah. trying to remain open as hard as it is to to yeah. um to be okay with that that things might change in your life quicker than they change in my life and mm -hmm. how to um how to not judge myself for like, oh, I'm not as far ahead as I would like to be. Yeah. Um, but but that's it. I love that pondering of um, forgiving yourself for situations that have happened in the past, and then your therapist saying, "Well, have you have you forgiven yourself?" That seems like such a hard thing yeah. to do. Um, at least for me, that's hard practicing forgiveness. Hi. <laughs> we got our. We're all righty. Hey, hey. <laughs> hey, hey. Podcast listeners, life is happening. <laughs> Molly's house is full. I'm sitting on the floor in a closet. <laughs> dog's walking around. I love it. I love it. Long gone are the days when we should all be pretending that like life is perfect, sitting at right. home, wherever we're recording from. Nope. I was on a on a Zoom call the other day, and and this woman had a fake background, and you know she was dressed immaculately, and oh. I sort of said, "Wow, you're, are are you really in Paris? Your background is, <laughs> is stunning." <laughs> and she said, that's "No, what... no, you know that's my background." And I said, "Wow, I've just I've given up. <laughs> I've yeah. given up pretending that I'm somewhere oh, yeah. else." I'm like I'm on the floor in a closet. You see all the trash bags back there. Don't matter. Doesn't matter at all. I love real life. I love authenticity myself. I feel oh, more comfortable in my bedroom back here. Not me being too. <laughs> me too. No, I like seeing the activity that happens in your home. That yeah. puppy collecting her favorite oh, yeah. blankie. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, Molly, it's the cool thing in talking about growth with you is that it's really how we found each other. And that, that's, yes, that is very true. Um, but, and, and that our friendship keeps growing, evolving in these conversations. Yeah. And, and so it's both super personal and also really public. Yeah. I think that just this podcast, like you said, in itself has been a um, significant uh, step in growth because mm. speaking things out loud are so wonderful. And I think that they don't happen enough. And I think that's why um, speaking with therapists or your good friend or just verbalizing things are so important. And it's just how we discover what's on our heart, how we can, um, see other people's perspective, hear other people, mm -hmm. uh, be silent and listen. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> it's been a wonderful journey. I love doing the podcast with you. Me too. Me too. Lots of love, lots of love. And, and, and I think we're finding our way towards a schedule almost, right? We, we, we might have another podcast episode out for you all soon. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for we listening. We'll see you, see you next, time. See you next episode. <laughs>